It's the Wax Midwest Farm Report podcast with Joe Welke, Kristen Smith, and me, Bob Bosold. A Thursday morning at the shank of the day, baby. Good morning. It's chart time. Bob and Jill with you as uh, we go through the day's activities and uh, cover some of yesterday's. Both Jill and I were down in the, the Wisconsin Dells area for Professional Dairy Producers of Wisconsin Business Conference. Day one, day two will be today. They've had their Cornerstone Dairy Conference earlier in the week, so combine them all into one setting down there at the Kalahari Resort, and a big crowd. I talked to some folks down there. 39 states are represented. Did you know that? I did not know that. Yeah, 39 states are there with dairy farmers, and we talked to a lot of people. A tremendous presentation yesterday morning about 11 o'clock. The keynote was put on by Dan Bozzi, and he's the Ag Resource Company president. Also, Jacob Shapiro, partner and director of Geopolitical Analysts, for cognitive investment. I talked to Dan Bozzi. You talked to Jacob Shapiro. Amazing. Just to bring all the insight and bring it all together. Yep. And China, don't count on China in the future being uh, our biggest trade ally. Not going to happen. They hate us. And they want to go to Brazil, Argentina, as Brazil is going to be and rapidly becoming largest corn exporter in the world. But it was interesting because... Dan Bozzi talked about it from an economic standpoint, and Jacob Shapiro, who was the first time I've ever heard him, but what a presentation he gave on the geopolitical situation around the world and what countries are leaning toward what's going on in the politics. It's no longer the United States is not the 500-pound gorilla in the room anymore, but six areas of the world, the United States being one, But uh, Jill had a chance to talk to Jacob. We'll hear that here in uh, future days. I talked to Dan Bozzi, so uh, really, really was an interesting presentation and always lots of great seminars down there at the Professional Dairy Producers of Wisconsin. We had some folks from our area that made it through the uh, Cornerstone Academy, and uh, some of those are from our area because uh, they came 21 dairy farmers and industry professionals got through that uh, program, three pillars of that program. We'll talk more about that, and uh, some folks from our area did receive their graduation certificates from that, and today you're going to be down in the Osseo area a little bit later on over the noon hour. Yep, I'm going to head down to Northwoods Brew Pub, and it's going to be the Bluff Country Listen and Learn Sessions. All right, learn about biologics and uh, all kinds of good things. They're going to be down there. So if you haven't made that reservation, this is a final one of three sessions that Bluff Country Feed and Seed has sponsored around the area. They were in Arcadia, I believe, yesterday, today, brew pub down there in Northwoods Brew Pub down in Osseo. So lots of things going on around the area. Keeping it rural. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm And the weather's going to change as the day goes along. Now, it's going to be about 46 today for the high, but we're going to later on, maybe around the noon hour, rain, snow, mix, and further north, Lady Smith uh, points north of that. Could see a little accumulation of snow if you're way up by Lake Superior, maybe six, seven, eight inches, but uh, the further south you go, the less snow will be in that mix. But again, starting about noon overnight, That precipitation mix will continue tomorrow. Now, the high today, 46. Tomorrow, the high, 22. 
The front's coming in from the north, bringing us windy conditions tomorrow. So 20, 30-mile-an-hour blasts of wind. So be careful. It could be a few scattered snow showers, not any big snowfall. But, again, be careful if you are traveling, especially if you're going to the basketball tournament because Whitehall will play on Alaska Luther the late game tonight down at Madison. So, again, if you're traveling down that way, do be careful because uh, precipitation, I think it's probably going to be mostly rain or all rain as you head uh, down south towards Madison. But if you're going, travel safely. White all tonight. Trip to close it down tomorrow morning. 44 degrees right now. We get about 46 and about noon. Should see some stuff fall out of the sky, kind of some rain-snow mix. A minute after 5, this is 104.5 FM WAXX. So, Claire, what's happening out there? NBC News Radio, I'm Mark Mayfield. Pro-choice advocates are not optimistic about a Texas judge's forthcoming decision in a case regarding abortion pills. A U.S. district judge heard arguments Wednesday in an anti-abortion group's lawsuit to overturn the FDA's approval of abortion pills. In addition to a complete ban, the Alliance for Hippocratic Medicine is requesting a preliminary injunction to remove one part of the two-drug procedure from the market while the case is being heard. A senior advisor at Planned Parenthood Texas points to the judge's background as a reason pro-choice advocates can expect the worst. Prior to his appointment by former President Trump, the judge represented a conservative Christian group that had objected to a clause in the Affordable Care Act requiring employers to cover their workers' birth control. The president is laying out his plans to lower prescription drug costs. Trey Thomas reports. While speaking to healthcare professionals in Las Vegas, Biden highlighted provisions in the Inflation Reduction Act that are starting to take effect. We passed the historic laws to get that done. And now we're moving quickly to implement those laws so people can feel the effects of what we did. I'm Trey Thomas. House Republicans moved forward with a congressional hearing at the U.S.-Mexico border yesterday, despite the absence of Democrats. Lisa Taylor has more. Tennessee Congressman Mark Green, the chair of the House Homeland Security Committee, questioned U.S. Border Patrol Chief Raul Ortiz as part of the hearing in far Texas near the border. In response to a question from Green on if the Department of Homeland Security had operational control of the entire border, Ortiz replied, no. Democratic members of the committee boycotted the hearing, claiming the Republicans were only trying to score political points, holding it outside of Washington, D.C. I'm Lisa Taylor. And get your brackets ready. March Madness kicks into high gear Thursday as first-round action takes place across the U.S. Over the next two days, the NCAA men's basketball tournament will shrink from 64 to 32 teams. You're listening to the latest from NBC News Radio. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Once again, if you are traveling to Madison for the uh, basketball tournament, and again, Whitehall will play on Alaska Luther... Western Wisconsin game tonight. That'll be the late game, the last game of the session. Be careful, a little rain, snow mix. It'll be more rain as further south you go, and I don't think uh, the snow will total a whole lot. Way up north, Ladysmith, and up that way, it's going to be accumulating, but uh, I don't think anywhere around our area, according to Mike Dandry, it's going to be much snow. But uh, it will be some precipitation because it's going to be warm today. 46 is going to be the high tonight, down to 19 as the front moves in from the north and a mix of precipitation tomorrow on Friday. The high is only going to be 22, and it's going to be windy with maybe some scattered snow showers, no big accumulation. If uh, you're heading down on Friday for the game, late Friday morning game will be Chippewa Falls McDonald against Fall River. So, again, uh, 
just travel safely, but I don't think it's going to cause any problem getting to Madison for either Whitehall uh, on Alaska or Chippewa Falls McDonald folks. So good luck to all those teams. As we said, Whitehall will play on Alaska Luther uh, later on tonight. So uh, good luck to both of them, but I'm rooting for Whitehall. <laughs> Saturday, 25 and cloudy. Sunday, sunshine and 34. Right now, Lacrosse is 46, Black River Falls is 45, Rice Lake 39, Ladysmith 41, Marshfield 39. Down in the capital city where the tournament will start later on, 43 degrees in Madison. Agriculture. It's a Wisconsin way of life. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Let's look at some numbers on the markets brought to you by Rural Mutual Insurance. And, uh, Jill, where are we at as far as how many calves you got on the ground here before we get the cattle prices, mm-hmm. though? We've got 11. 11 on the ground. You got them all named? Of course. Do you really? Last one was Luca, and I've got Lenny and Lacey. And you haven't named names. any of them Limu the Emu? No, not yet. All right. Well, that's still they're, to come. Oh, yeah. We've got a lot left. All yet. right. Good. So, and they're uh, they're doing well. Yep, they're doing well. Ah, uh, good. Well, 46 degrees today. They should warm up nicely. What are the prices in the cash livestock? Choice-fed beef steers are 160 to 175 with mixed at 133 to 159. Choice-fed beef heifers are 160 to 173 with mixed at 99 to 159. Choice-fed Holstein steers are 135 to 147 with select and silage-fed steers 97 to 133. Cows are 75 to 108. Bulls are 83 to 117. Butcher hogs are 50 to 77. Sows are 58 and a half and down. Boars are 18 to 25. Unshorn market lambs are 141 to 152. Feeder lambs are 167 to 280. Ewes are 70 to 99 with small goats at 35 to 205 dollars. Medium goats are $195 to $235. Large goats are $175 to $410. And nanny goats are $25 to $260. At the Mercantile Exchange, livestock futures down again yesterday across the board. April live cattle, one sixty one fifty five down a dollar and a half. June, one fifty six fifty seven down one seventeen. August, one fifty six thirty five down one twenty two. And October, one sixty one twelve down a dollar ten. Feeder cattle for April, one ninety three twenty five down two fifty. May also down two fifty at one ninety eight eighty. August, two thirteen fifty five down one eighty seven. And September, down one eighty five at two sixteen forty five. April hogs down a dollar sixty five eighty three seventy five. May down two thirty seven at ninety one thirty two. June hogs closed at ninety eight twenty two down three thirty five. July down three ten at one hundred point eighty five. And on the maybe the most important price to look at because I keep looking at these gas station prices and why they're not going down. I don't know. April crude oil went down another three dollars and ninety three cents yesterday. Now well under seventy dollars at sixty seven forty. I mean that's down over ten dollars in the last uh, week, and prices have gone down what maybe a nickel for a while. They were going up. Now they're down a nickel, but uh, still barrel oil sixty seven forty down three dollars and ninety three cents yesterday. On the board of trade, corn was higher. A sale to China. Beans were lower, economic concerns of all these banks, and maybe some more African swine fever showing up in China, affecting their need for a hog feed, so we'll see. Overnight, July corn was up a fraction at 613. The oats down two at 347. July wheat down one to two at 711. Soybeans up six at 1481 on the July contract. 
Meal up a dollar and a half at four hundred seventy-one dollars and ten cents. Barrel cheese up four and three quarters, one eighty-eight and three quarters. The blocks up three and a half, a dollar ninety-six. Butter unchanged again yesterday at two thirty-eight a pound. Class three futures were mixed. March up two at seventeen ninety-seven. April up seven at eighteen sixty. May lost nineteen cents down to eighteen forty-one. June down twenty-two at eighteen sixty-five. July down sixteen. At 19.02, prices were lower out through December. Markets brought to you by Rural Mutual Insurance. Again, 44 right now. We'll get 46 today, but it's only going to be 22 tomorrow. The first voice of agriculture in Wisconsin for over 35 years. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Almost a quarter after five here at Wax, 44 degrees. Uh, got some farm news to look at and farmers getting anxious around here and they're getting busy in other parts of the country, Jill. Absolutely. Snow continues to cover our fields, but in some parts of the country, it's planting season. The latest reports out of the South show that Texas farmers have 30% of their corn planted already, ahead of both last year and the five-year average. But in Louisiana, farmers are getting close to finishing their corn planting as they have 78% of their corn planted. Last year, they only had 10% of the corn in by the middle of March. Also reporting early planting progress was Mississippi, where 3% of the corn is in. The official crop progress reports will start coming out of the USDA the first week of April. And corn production across Wisconsin was up last year to almost 545.5 million bushels, up over 5 million bushels from 2021. The total yield was the same as 2021 at an average of 180 bushels an acre. Total corn acres were the same both years, but the area harvested for grain was up by 30,000 acres. The final numbers show nine counties averaging over 190 bushels an acre last year with three counties, Grant, Rock, and Dane, all averaging over 200 led by Grant at 211.3 bushels an acre. All righty, and uh, we're going to have to average, as we heard yesterday down at uh, PDPW from Dan Bossy and Jacob Shapiro, we're going to have to average over 200 bushels an acre soon to feed the 8 billion people on this planet. So, uh, And we're losing farmland. You're losing it to solar panels, wind turbines. Uh, we're about out in this country. There are other places around the world, but uh, got to find some, got to find some ground to raise some crops, to raise some food. Interesting stuff. We've got more coming up here. We're sneaking up on 17 minutes after five at Wax. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And again, busy times down at the Kalahari Resort this week with the professional dairy producers of Wisconsin. Beginning of the week, uh, first couple of days, they wrapped up their Cornerstone Dairy Academy and they had graduates from three states including from our area, and uh, 21 dairy farmers, recognition for completing all three pillars of leadership training in PDBW's Cornerstone Dairy Academy, and uh, successfully completing that, including from our area, Serenity Headkey from Ladysmith, Scott Pilgrim from Augusta, and Rebecca Sanders from the uh, Owen area. But other graduates were from uh, Pennsylvania, and we had a chance to talk to one of those guys, Chase Mitchell, also from uh, Vermont. So, uh, again, people there from 39 states. Coming up, Bridget Finke's going to join us. 
You married? You think that covers all the situations as far as, well, if I die, it'll just go to my wife or my husband? Now there's more to it than that. We'll cover that next here on Wax. For those who work in acres, not in hours, Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Does marriage solve all your problems as far as real estate transfers if one or other of the spouses passes away? Let's find out about that and some other things with Bridget Finke, our resident attorney with Valley Crossing Law in the Baldwin area. And uh, what about that, Bridget, as far as uh, marriage is concerned? You're on the farm, you're married, and I don't need to do anything because... I'm married, and if I die, everything will go to my husband or my wife. Is that the way it works? Well, two problems that can arise in that context. First one is, are all of your kids both of your kids? Because if there are any children outside of your relationship, the default of the law is not all to my spouse upon the first passing. It's actually 50% to my spouse and 50% to my children, which uh, can be a real surprise in blended families or, you know, circumstances where maybe someone was married and their spouse passed away or there was a divorce or there was just a, uh, a premarital child in the mix that, that it is not, quote, automatic that, that everything just goes to your spouse if you're not a traditional family. But even if you're a traditional family, there's the question of does it go to my spouse and how many hoops am I going to need to jump through to make that happen? Because if your um, deed just says Joe and Sally, husband and wife, that is presumed to be marital property, which means 50-50 when you're both alive, but not presumed to be survivorship unless it's your residence. And the, the trouble I run into a lot of times is that often, hey, we might have bought the, the home farm, and that has the residence on it, but then we bought, you know, this 80 down the road, and, you know, we picked up this other farm, and those are not, um, those aren't residences. And so the presumption is only marital property, which means you might have to go through probate court to end up with full title to your farm. And often that's a, a big surprise, and, and there's lots of easy ways to solve that problem. Like, what are some of the easy ways to solve that problem? Um, number one is utilizing a marital property agreement to say, hey, we don't want just the default of marital property, meaning 50-50. We want our default to be survivorship. So that that's one way to take care of it. Another way is to look at all those deeds and make sure you have survivorship indicated on them. So there's plenty of deeds that get prepared saying Joe and Sally, husband and wife, as survivorship marital property. Well, you know you're good there. Um, and so, so those are two approaches to take in that circumstance. As we look at marital property, is that we hear about, well, we're a marital property state. What does that mean, and how does that really, I know you've been talking about it, but uh, in a state like Wisconsin, because if you have a, a wife, okay, there's the other half, but you mentioned that kids, you got five kids, do they each then get 10% of that, or how does that break down? Um, so uh, marital property, in a nutshell, is the property system that Wisconsin has adopted about how husbands and wives own property. And fundamentally, in Wisconsin, title 
does not necessarily equal ownership. So if the entire farm is only titled in husband's name, it does not mean that wife, for instance, does not have some sort of ownership interest in that property. Um, and the the default of the law presumes that all property, regardless of how it's titled, is presumed to be owned 50-50. Um, and so that often gives farm families fits when you're bringing a child into the farm and you want to make darn sure that their spouse can't divorce them and um, end up with half of their assets. And so there's lots of planning required um, uh, and limitations in, in what you can do in that instance kind of circling back to your, well, how does that work with the kids and do they each get 10%? So, um, you know, let's say there was a property only titled in husband's name and he had one child before marriage and then they had the four together. If they had not done any other planning, the law would presume that that farm goes 50% to spouse and the other 50% to all of the children. So you're correct that they would they would each share in that other 50% or 10% apiece. And you say if the father had a child before marriage, what about the wife? Does that child get part of that property too? If it's the husband who has passed, the wife's children have no no part in it. So estate planning is still very traditional um, where the blood matters, you know, blood relation or adoption while um, children are minors, um, you know, legal children matters and the steps don't, quote, count for those default determinations. So there's plenty of families in which that's not how they see it. You know, yours, mine, and ours, they're all our kids and that's the way we want things to go, you can make them go that way. Just don't be relying on the defaults of the law without doing any planning. Yeah, don't rely on the law. Hey, something else that you see, Bridget, and I don't know how much you have run into this in your practice, we've got uh, couples that have been together for a long, long time, but they're really not married. They've been farming together, living together, sharing expenses together. How does common law work in Wisconsin as far as property when one of the other passes? No common law marriage in Wisconsin. So you're not getting any protection of the law based on the length of your relationship. So to try to get any sort of rights or compensation, you need to rely on other principles, general contract, um, general equitable law to try to say, well, wait a minute, that was titled in her name, but I put up the garage on that property, and so, um, you know, that that should be mine. But uh, in, in essence, the much better course of action, if you are in that long-term relationship and it is your intent to take care of each other when you pass away, very important for you to do planning because the defaults of the law aren't going to line up with your wishes. And that's Bridget Finke, very important stuff out there as far as uh, marital law in Wisconsin and including common law marriages, which we don't recognize in Wisconsin. Bridget Finke with Valley Crossing Law. Get a hold of her if you got questions on uh, all these things we 
chance to talk with Bridget about every month. Good stuff. 29 minutes after 5 o'clock, 44 degrees right now, 46 today. About noon, we should start seeing a few, uh, I don't know, raindrops, snowflakes, whatever the case may be. In the meantime, we're going to check the markets. Rocky's going to join us from Premier Livestock on Wax to take a look at the numbers. Sponsored by Northside Elevator. The crack of dawn never sounded so good. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Yeah, let's get over to Rocky Olson over at Premier Livestock in uh, Withy. And uh, Rocky, you're not the tallest guy in the barn. Did you play? Ba- did you play basketball in high school? <laughs> I was never any good at it. <laughs> <laughs> you never dunked, huh? No, no. I always dreamed about it, but uh, it never happened. How tall are you? Uh, five seven. Five seven. So you're a point guard. Yep. Yep. My dad was my dad was like six two, and my mom was four foot nine. Really? You know, yep. You know that's interesting because my brother coached uh, high school basketball down in southern Wisconsin, and uh, for years and years and years, and he and he was an assistant. His buddy, a good friend, was a head coach, and they always, he always told me that when we went to look at the kids when they were playing, you know grade school and junior high ball we never looked at the dad to see how big the kid might get we always looked at the mother because it gave us a better impression of how that kid was going to grow he said that wasn't foolproof but in many cases if you got a tall mother you're going to have a tall kid i mean yep. it's, it's uh, the mother evidently plays more than at least they you know their unscientific research showed that so that was yeah i always thought that was interesting so that explains it your your situation my, yep. Well, my dad. Well, that's a good. My case. I'm six foot five. My dad was five foot eight. My mom was about five foot eleven. So, oh, well, so that, I always, it, I always said we got better nutrition. We got older. Well, that's we did true. We're little, right? <laughs> yeah, we we hmm. didn't uh, we didn't lack at the trough. That's for sure. Hey, what's yep. going on over at Premier? Uh, thank you, Bob. Uh, good morning, everyone. This is how yesterday's dairy cattle auction shaped up here at Premier Livestock. We sold uh, 215 head of dairy cattle, <clears throat> had uh, two complete herd dispersals. Market was steady. The better quality fresh cows brought 2,000 to 2,600. Uh, we sold a top spring and dry cow up to 2,350. Uh, most of the other good cows brought 1,350 to 1,975. Top spring and heifers brought 1,500 to 2,150. Uh, next week's uh, dairy cattle auction, <clears throat> Excuse me. We got a 200 cow Holstein freestall herd, uh, several loads of top fresh cows. Also, next week, Tuesday is our special feeder cattle auction, bread beef cow auction. Uh, we're going to expect over 800 head of feeder cattle. Uh, quality will be excellent. Here's a market recap for the week. Holstein fed steers, high choice and prime, 138 to 150. Beef steers and heifers up to 158. Market cows, high yielding. Guys, if you got cows laying around, uh, you ain't got them shipped. You're missing out, guys. Get them to town quick here, guys. High yielding cows from 87 to a dollar seven. Uh, seen lots of cows in that 95 to over a dollar yesterday. Most of the cows 75 to 86. Market bulls, high yielding. Uh, sold from uh, 92 to 113. Organic market cows, high yielding from 120 to 155. Newborn Holstein bull calves, also very good market. Most of Holstein bull calves, 125 to 280 per head. Uh, beef calves, 185 to 495. Very, very good markets. Auction reminder, next week, Friday, 
uh, March 24th, that's going to be our large farm machinery auction. We've got over 65 tractors in the lot, tillage, planning, forage equipment, construction equipment. Guys, we've got lots and lots of equipment here. Uh, we'll sell them three rings all day, full list of consignments at premierlivestockandauctions.com. Uh, you can get right to the link to equipmentfacts.com to get more individual information, lots more pictures. Um, you can start bidding on equipment right now. And you can, uh, like I said, the computer will bid for you. You can put a max bid in there. Uh, it'll take care of it all for you. Questions, give us a call, 715-229-2500. And that's how it's shaped up, Bob. I like that one. You can bid online like that. I was sitting at one farmer's table, and the kid, the son came in, and he said, uh, you want to know what you just bought at the auction? <laughs> so they spent his money for him. Yep, yep, no, it's pretty cool. Technology's yeah. good for a lot um, of reasons, some, some not, but, but uh, yeah, a lot of them, pretty cool. Yeah, it really is. Hey, Rocky, uh, enjoy it, enjoy corned beef and cabbage tomorrow. I tell you what, I got one sitting in the, the fridge right now. boy, enjoy it. All right, sounds good, thanks. There he goes, that's Rocky over at Premier Livestock in Withy. Well, if you're going to Madison for the tournament to watch Whitehall on Alaska Luther later tonight or Chippewa Falls McDonald tomorrow morning... Uh, just pay a little bit of attention to the weather. Mike Dandria joins us right now. Good morning, Mike. Good morning, Bob. And uh, it's it's not going to be. I mean, it's you got to be careful, but it's not going to be a game changer, is it? No, no. Just uh, again, like you said, just kind of be wary about it. In fact, most of this uh, system that's moving through is expected to be rain. Uh, for the most part, that'll start later this morning. By about the latter half of the morning into the early afternoon. We may even have a dry slot working that gives us a very brief break in the rain. But right around dinner time, we'll start to see that rain transition to a few snowflakes. Not really tracking much in the way of accumulation, but the temperatures will drop fairly quickly. Our lows tonight actually dipping into the upper teens. So maybe on some untreated roads, you may have a few slick spots going into tonight and into tomorrow morning. But it will be very blustery, too. Winds could be sustained anywhere from 15 to 25 miles per hour, possibly gusting near 35 at times. Now, tomorrow we may have a few chances at some scattered snow showers, but otherwise cloudy and blustery. Once again, highs only into the low 20s, so it is going to be cold tomorrow night into the low teens for our overnight lows. And again, still very breezy. That breezy wind takes us into about Saturday night before things start to relax. And then we start to see the return of sunshine on Sunday with highs inching back into the low 30s. Monday back into the low 40s as we still see some sunshine. But then going into Wednesday, we could have a few more chances at some precipitation. Our highs during the day may even get into the mid to upper 40s once again. But right now, it is a very mild start to the morning. Overcast and a temperature of 43 degrees in Eau Claire. Ooh, that's nice. That's for sure. Yeah, I was out there in just a uh, very thin hoodie, and I'm like, oh, I'm spoiling myself over here because now I'm going to have to break out the winter jacket going into the start of next week. Too. I was going to say, it's not over yet. Yeah, unfortunately. That's for sure. Thanks, Mike. Absolutely, Bob. You have a good one. There he goes, Mike Dandry over at Skywarn 13 with the weather. We've got some local news coming up, too. 43 degrees right now. We've got a lot of chores still to do, including taking a look at the morning news with Morgan McCarthy. 
Good morning, Morgan. Oh, we'll start with action at the Capitol. Concerns are loading over broadband expansion here in the state. Wisconsin lawmakers want answers about the state's broadband expansion efforts. The state's audit committee yesterday presented the Wisconsin Public Service Commission for answers about spending and record keeping on about $100 million worth of projects. An audit last fall said the PSC didn't have any documentation for most of the projects that it took on. State Senator Eric Weinberg said there's no evidence of wrongdoing yet, but he wants to know if any of the state's internet money has actually been put to good use, saying it looks like the governor and the administration simply threw that money out. Well, continuing at the Capitol with the abortion discussion, it remains divided across the aisle. Republicans in the Assembly now suggesting a new abortion law, but everybody else saying no. A number of Republican lawmakers yesterday introduced legislation that would allow for abortions in cases of rape or incest. Wisconsin's current post-Roe law only allows for abortions in cases where a mother's life is in danger. The plan likely to fall flat as Governor Evers and other Democrats say they will not agree to a law that doesn't fully restore abortion access in the state. Well, in La Crosse, cleanup begins at Huska Park as city crews spent most of the day moving what was left of the large homeless camp in that area, ordering people out of the park and then moving stuff that was left behind. They say Huska Park will stay closed until the snow melts. Crews can clean the park again, with city leaders say they tried to move the homeless into shelters as no one will be allowed to camp in the park. And Ribbit, it's a real-life frogger of the state of Wisconsin, is asking for volunteers to listen for frogs and toads in this part of the state as the Department of Natural Resources wants froggers to be part of this year's Frog and Toad Survey. It's been running in Scani since about 1984, now the longest running in the country. So you listen for sounds in your area and then report back to the state. You can find info online with an easy click when you hop to the lily pad, 715newsroom.com. And like those lily pads are green, we're coming up on the day, St. Patty's Day tomorrow, always on the 17th. The date celebrates the death of Patrick, the patron saint of Ireland, who was actually British. There are tall tales he drove the snakes out of Ireland, but the truth is there never were snakes in Ireland. Oh, and it's Patty with a D, not a T. That's an Irish thing. Most Irish will celebrate quietly at a local pub with native music and a pint, and they don't wear green. That's bad luck. In the States, it's all about the green. We drink green beer, we toss dye into our rivers, and eat corned beef. That's American, too. And if you do identify as Irish for St. Patrick's Day, know that the paddy wagon will be be on the lookout. I'm Bree Tennis, NBC News Radio. And before we can enjoy a green beer, we have to do the chores, right? And we head back to the barn to do that with Bob Bolsel, Jill Welke, and your Midwest Farm Report on Wax 104.5. Thank you, Morgan. And uh, yeah, dress in green tomorrow if you're Irish or if you want to be Irish. Hey, we've got more news, a lot of markets still ahead on Wax. 16 minutes before 6 o'clock, again, 43 degrees, and uh, lots of things are going on around the area. Jill, you're going to be in Osseo today, later on, over the noon hour. Yep, I'm going to head down to Northwoods Brew Pub, uh, starting at 11, for the Bluff Country Lunch and Learns. Gary Zimmer is going to be there with other vendors to, you know, get a lot of learning on about biological ag. Yeah, Gary Zimmer, Midwest BioAg uh, founder of that, been a pro. Real, real strong advocate for that. What else? And the Chippewa Valley Forage Council will host their annual spring seminar on Friday, so tomorrow at the Bag 40 Dining Hall and Cocktails in Bloomer, east of Bloomer, from 1130 to 230. Registration begins at 1115, and that has beef, produ- or, uh, ex- it's a big extension outreach stuff with uh, beef producers and how you're going to use your forage and your beef herds and yep. even the dairy outlook. Yep, back 40 is uh, corner 40 and 64 there north of Bloomer. Anything else going on this weekend exciting? Well... Besides it, the basketball tournament? Um, 
the last equity annual meeting up in Stratford at Country Air is going to be happening Friday starting at 11 o'clock. You can get your fill of whatever they're going to serve you at Country Air in Stratford. All right. So, uh, again, there are a lot of things. PDPW wrapping up their uh, annual business conference today, and a good conference it has been. About 1,200, 1,300 people are there. That was the early count. Uh, probably more than that now with some later registrations. But at least uh, 39 states represented down there. That's a, a pretty good turnout. Keeping it rural. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. It's 14 minutes before 6 o'clock. 43 degrees out there. It's time to hear from Brittany in Barron Equity. For fed cattle, our choice beef steers and heifers sold 125 to 145.50. High yielding choice Holstein steers were 130 to 140.50. Choice Holstein steers were 115 to 120, and unfinished steers and heifers sold 114 and down. As for cull cows, our top 20% sold from 88 to 101, topping at 111.50. 60% sold from 67 to 87, and the bottom 20% sold 66 and down. As for cull bulls, they sold from 90 to 101, with thin, full, and bulls over one ton discounted. As for calves, our beef calves sold 120 to 205. Quality Holstein bull calves were 100 to 190. Quality Holstein heifer calves were 50 to 80. And light and poor quality calves were 49 and down. As for feeder cattle, we had a light test on the beef feeder steers. But for beef feeder heifers, they sold from 120 to 137. And our Holstein feeder steers sold 110 to 138. Our next sheep, goat, and small animal sale is this Saturday, March 18th. If you have any questions or would like someone to come to your farm to look at livestock, please contact us at 715 715- Five three seven five six one eight. This has been Bar- Brittany with your Equity Baron Market Report. Thank you and have a great day. Wax one hundred four point five and the Midwest Farm Report. And it's time to head south and hear from Hot Eman and Sparta Equity. Fed cattle selling steady today with the Highland Choice beef steers and heifers bringing one sixty two to one seventy, topping at one seventy three fifty. The choice and select beef steers and heifers one fifty one to one sixty one. The beef and dairy cross steers. 145 to 160, the high yielding choice Holstein steers, 140 to 148. Choice and select Holstein steers, 129 to 139 with the unfinished steers. Heifers and heavy steers, 128 and down. Cow market steady with the high yielding cows bringing 85 to 95, topping at 98. Cutters and utilities, 69 to 84 with the low yielding and canner cows, 68 cents and down. Bull market steady, most bulls bringing 95 to 110 with the thin, full of bulls over a ton discounted at 94 and down. Just a reminder, our next sale will be Thursday, March 16th for our special dairy and feeder cattle sale with dairy cattle starting at 12 noon, followed by feeders at 1230. This is Hut to Equity Livestock in Sparta with this marketing update, and we thank you for your business. Agriculture. It's the Wisconsin way of life. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Yeah, let's get over to Stratford Equity. Jerry Fitzgerald, this is a busy day for you. I'm sure you got to spend a lot of time at the beauty parlor today to get all squared away, get your nails done and uh, hair trimmed and all that. You going to get a permanent for the uh, perm for the meeting tomorrow? <laughs> that would take about all about three minutes. <laughs> <laughs> There's not a lot left to perm, huh? <laughs> and in the beauty part too, you might as well just forget about that. So, <laughs> so <laughs> that's why we do, Bob. That's why we do radio. We don't do TV. Well, that's true. So you're going as is, huh? I guess so. That's uh, that's the way. Uh, that's the way it is. So we'll see. Uh, but hopefully the weather's not uh, just too drastic tomorrow. But it looks like more of the snow event is going to be sort of northwestern north, yeah. part of the state. Well, it's okay. going to be up Lady Smith points north of that if you're. 
going to go up to Lake Michigan, you might get seven, eight, or Lake Superior, rather. You might get seven, eight inches, but uh, I don't think we'll have much trouble. Well, you got the annual meeting tomorrow, 11 o'clock, over at the uh, Country Air in Stratford. But in the meantime, we're still selling livestock. How's it been going this week at Stratford, Jer? Been going good, Bob. <clears throat> Excuse me, and we'll tell the folks about yesterday. Bob, thank you, and good morning, everyone. A summary from uh, yesterday, Wednesday, here at uh, Stratford. A very nice run of feeder cattle yesterday, and feeder cattle continue to be in good demand. Lighter weight beef steers yesterday, selling mostly from a dollar fifty-eight to a dollar ninety-five. Your four to six weight beef steers, uh, mostly from one forty-two to one eighty-seven. Six to eight weights went from one forty to one eighty, and the heavier short-term beef steers yesterday, mostly from one thirty to one sixty-three. Lighter weight beef heifers from one. 130 to 182. Uh, middleweight beef heifers, uh, mostly in that range from 130 to 175. Heavier short-term beef heifers from 119 to 161. Lightweight Holsteins, uh, from, uh, uh, they were selling yesterday mostly from $1.02 to $1.50. About the rest, all the rest weights of all the Holsteins were selling from 90 to $1.35. Now we'll get into the market auction yesterday. Cows continue to be in good demand. High-yielding fleshy Holstein and beef cows on yesterday's auction. Uh, selling mostly from 90 to a dollar, topping at 104 and a half. Uh, most of the cows yesterday and this week been selling between that 68 and uh, 88 money. Uh, lighter car- light carcass cows, lighter uh, cows 65 and below. On the bull trade yesterday, you better call the bulls. Uh, they are selling mostly from 98 to $1.10, topping yesterday at 115 Lighter bulls, 95 and below. On the uh, fat cattle trade, choice grading Holstein steers from 132 to 146. Select cattle under finished cattle, 128 and below. Calves continue to be in good demand. Bull calves yesterday, mostly from 100 to 200. Extreme top this week so far in the bull calves has reached 250. Heifer calves mostly from 20 to 50, and beef calves again very strong, 200 to 400, and we've seen a top on those this week at 440. And as Bob mentioned, our Thursday auction starts this morning, 11 o'clock. Shouldn't be any problems on the roads today, uh, maybe rain later, but anyway, 11 o'clock market auction today, market cows, fed cattle, we'll get to those baby calves after the lunch hour. So, and I uh, just want to look ahead, our next uh, next dairy auction here in Stratford will be next Tuesday, March 21st. We've got a very, very nice herd of cows for that sale. Full information on our website, again, uh, uh, about 60 of these Holstein cows, um, several uh, several jerseys along with the Holsteins, again, ties to all milk, uh, uh, and very good components at 4-2 Butterfat, 110 Somatic. So information on those on the website if you folks are looking for some good replacement cows. That'll be next Tuesday at 11 o'clock here in Stratford. So, Bob, that's what we have for the folks this morning. Uh, you guys drive careful. Uh, I don't think there's any rain out there right now, is there? No, don't think there's any rain. Not till about noon, so you got time. Have a good one, Jerry. We'll talk to you in the morning. You guys, too. Enjoy the day, and thank you. There you go. Jerry Fitzgerald with the Equity Stratford Sale Barn. The first voice of agriculture in Wisconsin for over 35 years. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And our markets, grain dairy markets, brought to you by the folks at Synergy Co-op in Ridgeland. Corn was higher yesterday. Sales of China. Beans were down on some economic concerns. And again, uh, the price I look at every day now, and boy, I keep looking at the gas stations, and it doesn't seem to be responding. That oil price, April crude oil went down another three dollars and ninety-three cents a bushel yesterday, sixty-seven dollars and forty cents. Uh, gas prices hopefully are going to follow that, but we'll see. July corn up a fraction overnight at six thirteen. The oats down two at three forty-seven. Wheat down one to two cents at seven eleven. July wheat up or July soybeans, excuse me, up six cents, fourteen eighty one, and meal 
up a dollar and a half a ton, $471.10. Country elevator prices. Northside elevator, loyal location, corns at five seventy seven with beans at fourteen thirty one. At the Arcadia location, corns at five ninety with soybeans at fourteen forty one. Wheat and grain, Chippewa Falls location, corns at five seventy three with beans at fourteen thirty six. At the Connorsville location, corns at five seventy three with beans at Fourteen thirty one. On the DTM screen, corn and golden plump today is five ninety three at Baldwin five eighty one. The beans fourteen thirty five. Durant corn five seventy six. Beans at fourteen thirty. Mondovi and Elmwood corn five eighty one. The beans in Mondovi fourteen thirty five. Elmwood fourteen forty. Fall Creek five sixty seven and fourteen ten. Osseo corn five eighty six. Beans fourteen forty at Elk Mound five eighty two on the corn. 1436 on the beans. Sparta has corn at 581. Beans 1443. Ellsworth 556 and 1390. Ethanol plants. Boyceville 593. Stanley 583. New Richmond 575. Barrel cheese up four and three quarters yesterday. 188 and three quarters. Blocks up three and a half. 196. Butter holding at 238. March class three up two at 1797. April up seven at 1860. May down 19 at 1841. June down 22 at 1865. July down 16 at 1902. And again, 43 degrees right now. We'll get about 46 today. About noon is when we might see uh, things starting to fall out of the sky. Mostly uh, rain, sleet mixed. Uh, farther south you go, mostly rain. Up north, Ladysmith, places like that, places like that. Maybe, oh, a couple, three inches. Closer to Lake Michigan will be more than that. And good luck today. Again, Whitehall versus Alaska Luther. Thursday night, it's a late game down at the boys' basketball tournament. Tomorrow morning, Chippewa Falls McDonald. So, again, basketball time of the year. You've been listening to the Midwest Farm Report. Available at WaxRadio.com in its entirety every day. Brought to you in part by Bluff Country Feed and Seed in Montovi. And the Chilson family of brand dealerships, Chippewa Falls and Kadak. On-demand content at WaxRadio.com.